Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, we're looking at 1987's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. And some get <laughs> Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with the turkey. clams just whistling down the road. Flintstones, meet the Flintstones, they're the family. Paramount Pictures presents Wilma! Steve Martin. You ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see God Ho while you were there? See the second show, that's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. Plane, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game. Hell of a game. <laughs> All right. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, wow. All right, so this movie came out in 1987, and uh, it starred, as we heard in the introduction, uh, is directed by the late great John Hughes, who also did Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, Breakfast Club, uh, I want to say uh, Weird Science, just to yes. name a lot of movies. Uh, this man has done, uh, you know, uh, just uh, he was a tremendous act uh, director, one of my favorite directors um, of all time. He'll be on the list for me. Uh, but this movie stars Steve Martin as Neil Page, John Candy as Dale Griffin, and uh, there's uh, other people in here. I'm not going to go through everyone. I will mention one person when we get to it, Brandon. Brandon, go ahead and hit him. Oh, uh, let me go ahead and tell him what the um, the synopsis was. If uh, synopsis is, if I, if I will, it is a man must struggle to travel home for Thanksgiving with a lovable oath of a shower curtain ring salesman as his only companion. Uh, Brandon, go ahead and hit him with the numbers. All right, so it got a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. It got a 72% on Metacritic, 93% like this on Google. And as far as Rotten Tomatoes go, it's certified fresh because it's got a 91% on the tomato meter. And the audience score is 87%. So it's fresh. So many years later, it's still fresh. <laughs> that's, it. that's right. It is fresh. Um Man, this movie, uh, this movie does so many things right. Um, if you hear my dog, it's my dog might bark or growl at a cat. I don't I know what that was. That was funny. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's Dale Griffin. That's what it is. No. Uh, hey, let me ask you this question. Do you feel, and I don't know if this is the fact or not, do you feel that Dale Griffin, that Peter Griffin, Peter Griffin, for Griffith is kind of based uh, off of Dale a little bit, like like an aloof type of uh, 
type of character? You know, I would not be the one to ask. I have never seen Family Guy. So oh. I know who the character is. I mean, but like I said, I wouldn't be one to ask. But from my experience with the character, I would say yes. Like I've only seen like clips of it. So um, I'm not sure. But he kind of looks like him a little yeah. bit. Yeah, kind of. I, I say if you have any answers to that, if you're watching this and you want to comment, we are very interactive, guys. Just comment and I will put your comment on the screen. Brandon's also monitoring it on our on our uh, Facebook channel. And um, I think YouTube will just pop up or just at least let me know. So anybody want to comment, let me know. Uh, and I'm going to monitor it on my Facebook page as well. But anyway, uh, yeah, I was wondering that. Um, but this movie, so it starts off with Steve, Steve Martin in a uh, in a I guess a meeting uh, with his executives and stuff. And it's a very boring meeting. Uh, already, I spot the father from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off um, as his like I guess his his coworker, uh, you know, his employee, yeah. his fellow coworker, uh, I guess. Uh, which is it's always good to see that guy in some you know, I liked him in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He didn't do much, but he's he's is memorable, uh as Ferris's dad. But yeah, he is uh did John Hughes do Ferris Bueller as well? Because that would make sense then. I, I believe he did. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, Anthony Michael Hall was supposed to be Ferris, but they had like a falling out and so Matthew Broderick got the role. So that I much I didn't know about that movie. Uh I've seen it, but th- Behind the scenes, that's that's about all I know was Anthony Michael Hall was supposed to get the role. And look at Brandon coming out. with some, <laughs> coming with some facts, man. That's what's up, bro. All right, so um, but yeah, so uh, the father, is, so they're in a meeting, and essentially they are in New York, right? And um, yeah, and he wants to make it to Chicago before Thanksgiving so that he can, you know, be there with his wife, his three children. And his mother-in-law and all that, you know, all those good, fine people. And so he's wanting to make it um, up there, uh, make it back. But um, he's trying to hell, hell a cab. This is one of the best moments of the movie is just that line of dudes and people like standing on, on the s- side of the road waiting to hell a cab. And uh, yeah. you just see how impossible it is during uh, uh, m- midday or rush hour or whatever they called it. Uh, to get a cab in New York. And uh, who do we see, Brandon? Who do we see? We see the lovely, the very talented Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, man. He has no lines in the movie, which he didn't need them. His expressions were just spot on. Uh, it was so good to see him, though. You know, I always, I haven't seen this movie a whole lot, probably not nearly as much as you, but I always forget Kevin Bacon's in that first opening with uh, Steve Martin as they're chasing down this taxi. I always forget, but it, it's so good to see him. It, it really is. I would say that this was probably my maybe third time, honestly, seeing this movie. Um, but yeah, Kevin Bacon pops up in this movie. I wanted to see uh, how all right, how soon this was as far as from hit, like starting to get his little claim to fame. Um, he has already at this point been in Footloose, uh, and, uh, you know, like other films like that, but he was in this movie and then he was in, she's having a baby, yeah. um, which I want to say that that 
too is that, yep, that is a John Hughes film because uh, John had a tendency to use he's um, like how we talk about uh, Adam Sandler. Tom, John John had a tendency to reuse actors in his stuff. He's really loyal to his people. That like the lady that, at the uh, car rental place. Uh, he's she's been in multiple films. Uh, ben, ben Stein has been in uh, a few of his films. You know. So he yeah. has a tendency to reuse people. And uh, it's just really good just to see uh, Kevin Bacon. Just like you said, he didn't have to say a word. He just has this, it's just his facial expressions. You're like, he's smug. It's <laughs> like, you like, I see a little bit of him in, uh, in Tremors a little bit with the way he looked, the facial expression. You know, when he was out running the Graboid, uh, it just reminded me of him racing uh, Steve Martin in this movie. But I, I love seeing him. I just wanted to, Get my bacon on right then and there, bro. So I like I like Kevin Bacon, man. Get his bacon on. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I love bacon. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think he's been on the our podcast the most as far as movies we we have reviewed. Uh, so Kevin seems to be very popular with us. <laughs> but we're bacon, know, it, we're bacon uh, addicts, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like Kevin. Uh, he's He's up there as far as uh, top actors of all time, but uh, yeah, as you said, it was good to see him. He, yeah, he, you know, just to see him with Steve Martin, though, even though they're across the street from each other the whole time, I mean, that's that's special to see Kevin Bacon and Steve Martin in a scene together, you know, in a John Hughes film at, at that. I mean, it's just special. But yeah, I I greatly enjoyed it. Um, seeing that moment, I love Steve Martin though. The whole <laughs> the whole Tatty scenes that he's in in the very opening. Oh my God, his expressions is phenomenal. It's uh, this is why I love Steve Martin. Though these films like this, where he really gets to showcase his comedy, his comic genius. You know, uh, it's not even with words; it's just expressions. You know. Yeah, I agree. I, to- I totally agree. Uh, so he he uh, misses out on the cab because uh, he trips over a. Uh, uh, suitcase, yeah. a big hokey suitcase. Uh, and he looks at it and it's got like different stickers on it. And he, and he, and it just all flows in the part right here. And, uh, and then like he tries to bribe, a, uh, bribe a guy to get like his cab at same time, unbeknownst to him, John Candy, <laughs> John Candy, my, my favorite, uh, guy from the eighties, John Candy, uh, uh, stole the cab, but uh, he didn't purposely steal the cab. He just—he's like oblivious to things going on and just like living yeah. his life. And so, and and it's not that he's a—he's never really truly a mean character. I felt that Steve was more of a mean character in this movie than uh than John. John is lovable. He's lovable. He got along with pretty much everybody he comes across. Um. And just that's what makes it work because it's just John Candy. Um, but yeah, so he and I'm lighting up right now just thinking about John Candy. But uh, he uh, he he uh, Steve runs out there the cab and uh, confronts him and the look on his face, uh, you know, the shock. And then like I love that they this movie does a really good job with playing back things and moments from earlier in the film. Uh, uh, do you do you agree with that? Oh, I definitely agree. A lot of stuff that comes back and happens early in the film 
will have a huge impact on this film later on in, in multiple ways. Uh, but yeah, I agree. And I, I agree that John's character is, is a lovable guy, but he sure does annoy Steve Martin. <laughs> oh, he does. Yeah, he I does. Mean, I mean, it, it's just, it's just that right amount of annoying and, you know, yeah. he is that right amount of just getting under your skin. Uh, but Steve, uh, it, like he just want, he just wanted to, have a peaceful flight, uh, you know, home, uh, like to get, make it home. Um, he doesn't make it home and, uh, he essentially, well, he doesn't make that flight essentially because yeah. I believe they snowed in and they get closed down. And so they, they are forced to room together, um, at, uh, at a, at a motel, um, and this is where we first get the first little uh, bit of people. Hey, I got we got a comment. It's the Markout guys. It is. We're here. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you. Also, this right here, he's the one to design our logo. Uh, props to him. Props to everything he's done. Uh, and thank him for supporting us. Uh, oh, he says he says dang it and let him talk. Okay, I will. My bad. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> well, about right before we get to the hotel, though, I, what I was gonna say um, during the airplane getting seated and everything, he just you know uh, John was going on and on and on, and Steve was like, I just wanna, I don't wanna try to be mean or nothing. I just wanna you know some quiet. I wanna read this little article, you know. And John says, oh, I know what you mean. I hate that, too. I hate when somebody just keeps on and talking and talking and talking. So I'm going to let you rest and let, let you read your little article and all that. And he continues to talk and talk and talk. He says, I hate that guy. <laughs> you know, I just, I love that. I mean, I just, because, I mean, we've all been there. Absolutely. We will keep the classics alive, right, Aaron? That's right. That's what we're here to do. <laughs> we're going to keep the classics alive. But, yeah, I love that part. Uh, one of my favorite parts comes right after this, though, is with them in the hotel, and uh, and uh, <laughs> and it's a and it's a sequence a sequence of events that kind of lead to like the first blow up between yeah. uh, Steve and uh, I'm gonna call him for all intents purposes Steve and Steve and John. Uh, I know it's Dale and uh, I forget his name. I forget Neil. his. Uh, his huh? I think it was Neil. I think it's Neil. I could be Neil, 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 and uh, Dale, right? Uh, yeah, Dale and Neil. Yeah, yeah. all right. So I'll try to come the character names. So, uh, so, uh, the first blow up it happens right when, uh, like, so Dale asks Neil, Hey, do you want to take a shower? And Neil's like, What? You know, he's like, No, 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 not with uh, together, but you know, do you want to get the shower first? And he's, No, you go ahead first, I guess. So, Dale goes and takes a shower, and then Neil takes a shower. And when Neil comes out, Neil looks, and Dale has used every about every single towel in the in the uh, hotel. Uh, the floor is wet. There's a soggy newspaper on the floor. It is just, and he leaves him just a little uh, wash rag, essentially, to uh, dry off with. Uh, and then they have the first uh, blow up. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I've never seen, I've never experienced this myself personally. Anyone use up every towel taking a shower. I've never experienced this. 
Aaron, do you want to say something? <laughs> I think it's the no, way no, you I'm, I'm catching up on everybody's comments. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the way you look is like, I've done this, <laughs> but um, I never experienced that. And I was, and I was kind of in Steve Martin shoes watching this. Uh, I was like, what happened? You know, how this happened? Uh, how do you use up every single one except for the little, little rag? Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, from, from there on, I mean, it, you knew a blow-up was coming because uh, he, he was annoying on the plane. He feels he, he stole his tatsy. Now he's taking, you know, the the um, all the towels. The floor's soaking wet. It's just you knew it was coming. And Steve, when it happened, oh, he let him have it. And he, he was really harsh. He really was. He, he went too far, as they mm -hmm. say. And... Uh, and I, I that that was the point where I was like, man, I feel sorry for John Candy's character, Dale here, right? And I was like, man, that that was too much. And look at him though, he's like, yeah, go ahead. You want to attack me? Go ahead. I'm an easy target, you know. And I, I was like, I felt that, you know. And I was like, man, these two are great together. They have great comedic chemistry, but also in the dra dramatic moments. It, it was it was really great acting, and you felt both. You felt the anger from uh, Steve, but you you felt all that sadness from John as well. So I I say both gave great performances up to this point, and throughout the whole movie actually. But up to this point, up to this point, you, they they drew you in, and I I really appreciated that. Yeah, um, and uh, real quick, uh, Tommy Walters on Facebook on my page. My buddy Tommy Walters uh, commented and asked, he says, and we, we're going to talk about this. Uh, he uh, asked, are we excited for the Will Smith and Kevin Hart? He said he's excited for the Will Smith and Kevin Hart remake, which we will try to discuss that. But um, uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, I will say that I agree with you. I think that uh, both of them gave compelling uh, performances. And you actually end up still caring about both of the characters. Yeah. That's the biggest difference. And I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. That's the biggest difference between this and say due date that came out years later, you know, like decades later, that was essentially the same movie. Uh, just uh, instead of Thanksgiving, it was around the pregnant, the birth of his child. But the difference between, um, uh, you know, the, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Zach Galifianakis in that movie is you don't really care about those guys versus Dale and, ne and Neil. In this movie, you care about them. You They're real people. They feel like fleshed out individuals that have real life and real issues uh, and not just caricatures. That's just in my opinion. Yeah, that's your opinion. Uh, I'll be honest. Oh. I saw Due Date first. Before I saw planes, trains, and automobiles, so I really liked it. I haven't seen it since, so I really liked uh, Zach. Zach was why I was there. I never been a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan. I mean, he's good as Iron Man, but other than that, I just haven't been a really big fan of his. So I was there for Zach, and I loved Zach in the movie. And I hated. I thought Robert Downey Jr.'s character was a dick. I'll say it. I thought he was he was a dick <laughs> in the movie. And don't, uh, don't lie, tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you want us to be honest here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like Zach's character, but he was a little bit over the top from what I remember. Uh, but that's Zach. I mean, I love when he's playing a character like that. But uh, I will say, 
I will agree with you on the realism with the characters and trains playing and automobiles is better than due date. I didn't believe Zach was a real character in due date. I did think Robert Downey Jr. was a real character. I just thought he was a dick. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> like the, the biggest difference between uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. in that movie and uh, Steve Martin in this movie uh, Steve Martin, he does have moments where he's a dick, right? He does yeah. have moments where he comes across it, but you can understand how he gets to that point. Like yeah, his yeah. level of frustration, he gets dropped off. Uh, this is uh, after they make it to uh, uh, this is when they uh, th 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 so they make it to a plane first from the plane. They boarded a train. The train breaks down. They end up making it, and he, and even then, you still see a, a humanity within him because uh, he doesn't try to avoid uh, Dale when he yeah. sees him lugging his uh, suitcase. He actually goes up and helps him, uh, you know. And which she could have just went a different way, but he didn't. He still stuck around, stuck stuck there with him a bit, um, and uh, but. Even when he is the dog, if you hear noises, uh, but it, it, any even with that, you still see, and there he is, right here, jumping behind me. All right, this is cold, guys. All right, so um, even with that, you see that he uh, is still a human being. Like so, when he goes off on the uh, rental car lady. You can understand how he gets to that frustration. Oh, I love that. And she deserved it in, in a way. Oh, she because did. she, I mean, she didn't deserve it, deserve it, but she kind of did <laughs> in a way. Uh, just because she didn't care. You, you could tell she didn't care. It was her job. And I've met people like that where I used to work. They don't care. You know, they don't care you're having a rough day or we screwed you somehow. Hello. Do you have a receipt for that? You know, if you don't, screw you. Uh, I'm just saying, I've met people like that. And um, so, but I loved it because like, he had totally snapped at this point. I mean, he had, a, I don't know, no telling how many miles he had to walk back because they forgot to leave him his car. <laughs> yeah. And do you have your ticket uh, for it? Uh, no. <laughs> No, of course not. I mean, who's going to keep it? They're going to throw it away. They're going right. to lose their minds and throw it away. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I'm, 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 I feel like I'm missing something in between that. Like, so they go to the, so they get a ride. First, they get a ride. Well, to yeah, the train. yeah. At the diner uh, where Steve was basically, he says he thinks when we put our heads together, we really get nothing accomplished. So he wants to go solo. And and of course, John's like, I see what's going. I see what's happening here. <laughs> he leaves him the mm -hmm. money, and Steve doesn't want to take it. He says, I don't care what you want with it, you know. And uh, so, frustration was building with both characters at that point. I mean, John was going out of his way to help, even though sometimes he went out of his way and created chaos. <laughs> but mm -hmm. his heart was in the right place. Uh, you you mentioned the character actor that was in this movie with the the lady at the corridor place. I want to yeah. mention somebody else that's in this film. Uh, briefly, uh, it is um, Dylan Baker who played Owen. Uh, Owen, uh, he's the guy that picked up uh, yeah. picked him up in his uh, pickup truck. And he says, "What he says? 
people don't drive people don't ride trains in Wichita. That's <laughs> for pigs or that's for hogs. The people trains in Stubridgeville or whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh and uh and just the look on their face, and just the look on both John and uh Steve's face dealing with this guy because he kept having these little quirks where he was like, like his face would do that. And he like spits. And oh, I love this scene where he spits. Like he shakes John's hand and then he spits and wipes his mouth off and then he shakes Steve's hand. But it's just all so fast. And it's just it's just like some of the people that they meet along the way add to the flavor of this movie. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just want to mention that real quick. Yeah, I mean, it was a great scene. Yeah, I I, I enjoy that scene as well because they're in the back of the truck driving, you know, and he he's he's going to pick up something. I can't remember if it was a Some shoe. Some gloves. Or, gloves, gloves, right? And the dog comes out of, like the straw or whatever and starts barking. And they're like, "Give him the glove," you know. It was, it was just it, throughout the whole movie. There's so many great comedic moments. And that's why I say they both, you know, I wasn't the biggest John Candy fan growing up. I know you were. I was more of a Steve Martin guy because I love him in, in The Jerk. Jerk was the first thing I saw him in. And, of course, Father of the Brides came later. But I, I was I was more of a Steve guy. And, and I didn't watch this growing up. I watched this, like, I would say five or six years ago for the very first time. And I was just really blown away by it because I wasn't expecting much because, again, I wasn't the biggest John Candy fan. I've grown to respect John, though, uh, watching movies like this, uh, Spaceballs, especially Spaceballs, <laughs> Cool Runnings. I mean, Uncle Buck is probably still my my, my favorite because that's nostalgia for me. I, that was the one movie I did watch as a, as a kid. Uh, Macaulay Culkin was the reason why, but still, he's great in that. And I, I respect him and Steve. And they are what's missing in today's comedy. Guys like this. Uh, they're they're missing and that's great yeah and directors like this too john hughes he was he he knew he knew his audience and um oh, man. he yeah and, and his his world his his worlds man that he create uh and i'm not talking about like a uh, like a peter jackson type of world creation type of thing but his yeah. world feel real feel lived in like uh his the school and Breakfast Club feels like a real school and yeah, real, you know, and uh, just like his people, and, and it feels like real, like he really captures that Midwestern uh, type of uh, place, and uh, the people feel like, like, you know, like I said, fleshed out, man, and yeah. uh, and uh, even even the weird characters like Owen in this movie just felt like <laughs> fleshed out, like you just seen a peek into this guy's life, and uh, he says, "Wait, man." Wait a minute! Get your lazy butt out the truck and lift. <laughs> she yeah, she got yeah. out and she felt defended, like they wanted to carry it because she's yeah, like, I, "I can do I, it." I love it. Just like little subtle things like that. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did a great job. Not only you know directing the film, writing, uh, you know, casting the these these small bit characters, but they're not small. That they bring life to the role. Uh, every single one of them that just pops up, they bring life. Like the guy from the the hotel, you know, he brings life. He's on screen for 90 seconds, but you remember him. And, uh, you know, I, even the guy you said earlier, uh, the the guy that at the the meeting, his, he played John. Uh, yeah. 
he brought something. Kevin Bacon brings something, doesn't say anything. <laughs> you know, it. he did a great job of directing. And I think sometimes it goes unnoticed, some of the subtle things these really good directors do, especially in the 80s. It goes unnoticed sometimes. Absolutely. But mad respect for John Hughes and Steve Martin and John Candy here uh, for this film. Mad respect. Yeah, I, I think that uh, with so with them – making it from the uh so they make it from the plane that never happens to the train that breaks down uh to the automobile like uh, essentially um steve or neil has headed up to here also oh, yeah. uh, uh jeremy on facebook jeremy robinson uh my buddy commented and says transformers i don't know what he means by that i don't know i don't know jeremy i don't know what you mean by transformers gotta explain it i don't understand Maybe anyway. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how Transformers relates to this movie, but I know <laughs> a new Transformers film was announced. Uh, but I, I don't. Maybe I don't want know. you to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> bring it up. And, and I will also mention uh, uh, real quick before we jump back into this movie. Um, David uh, mentioned this, so I don't think we so. haven't. We haven't, but we probably will eventually. That's a that's another classic film uh, that I would like to talk about eventually, but not that'd yet. Good, that'd be actually a good topic to talk about behind the scenes as well, because Richard and uh, Bill hated each other. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. See, see know that. this man has some insight. So I, that's why I, that's why I love Brandon. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so uh, we make it to the leg of the the major parts of this is essentially the automobile portion of it. And so we have um, we have uh, Steve getting knocked out because he offended a man uh, and uh, he gets knocked out and Dana gets killed by John, but he uh, uh, Dale, he put, puts the brakes on right at the right moment. Uh, and, Steve, and uh, huh? I was just going to say, Steve is just going off on everybody that crosses him. Yeah. Even a little bit wrong. He don't care. He's lost it. He's had it up to here. He's lost it. He's just going, he's he's attacking people verbally. He shouldn't attack. Uh he's just he don't care though. He he should have been home <laughs> oh. days ago. But. And you know what I noticed about this? All right, so he gets knocked out, right? And mm -hmm. then like so uh uh Dale pulls up and is like, Hey man, what are you doing? You <laughs> this man is hurt. Just don't you we have an injured man? And then like he's like, Here, why don't you help him up? And Steve was like, no. And he says, my pleasure. And the guy like does the Undertaker glove pull thing type of thing and put, picks him up by his cojones. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but mm. it, which would look very painful and pulls him. He said, I've never seen a man pull it up by his gonads before. Um, but the, what, what's the beautiful thing about this scene is I never noticed it, is the next scene for the next little portion of the scene, Steve's voice, the, uh, Neil's voice is higher, is the octave higher. Uh, when he's delivering his lines, it's, it looks like you can tell that it's affected him, and I didn't notice it, and that made it even more, even, even much more funnier of a yeah. scene. It's just like little things like that that they will yeah. put in the editing, and like, and and that's a credit once again to John Hughes, man, because he yeah. he wrote it, he directed it, and so that's just great writing. Yeah, great. Steve sounded a lot like Robin Williams during those scenes. When he's, and for a minute, I thought they brought in Robin 
to do some voice work. <laughs> uh, but I was like, no, nah, it doesn't sound exactly like Robin, but it, 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 it sounds high pitched like Robin. Uh, and they made me think of Robin, which is always a good thing. But I was like, it's also a brilliant work by Steve because because he, he could he could do comedy in different aspects where a lot of comedians can't, you know, and they're, they're one dimensional, it seems, you, you know, like 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 a Sandler. I, I hate to say Sandler's one dimensional, but he I think he is, you know, he, uh, he kind of blows, he, you know, he, he gets fired up and he blows up. You know, and but you know, Steve could do it in many ways, and like Robin could, and I, I truly think Steve was one of the our, our finest comedians that we've had, and I think we took him for took took him for granted all those years we had him because now he doesn't. We still have Steve. We just oh well, yeah, just we still have him, him, but you know he <laughs> he's not gone, but he just ain't. Yeah, he's not gone, like, but. But he, yeah, I agree. You miss him though, because you don't. Yeah. We don't see Steve. We don't see him uh, doing his uh, doing his his stuff. Like you mentioned, the jerk. Jerk was a classic film. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's, uh, what's that? Uh, uh, I forget the name yeah, of the it. The man with uh, two brains. Uh, yeah, the man with two brains. Uh, uh, it's so many other films that he did back yeah, in the day. Done. Oh man, he did a movie with Rick Moranis too, uh, where Rick Moranis was an FBI agent. And uh, Steve was like the he, he worked in the mafia. I actually enjoyed it a lot. I love their chemistry in that. It, it was a little wasn't laugh out loud funny, but it was it had its funny moments. I, I liked I, him. I really enjoyed. I it. liked him in uh, in uh, the Three Amigos uh, with Martin Short. And uh, I have not seen that one. Uh, Steve, Mar uh, uh, Steve Martin and uh, uh, right now I, I I'm sorry. Uh, don't be don't be offended. It escaped. It's escaping me. The third is it Billy Crystal? I think I want to say it's Billy Crystal's the third. Chevy Amigo. Chase, I think. Chevy, Chevy Chase. Okay, sorry. yeah, Chevy. I apologize. You know, uh, but yeah, it's Chevy. Chevy just wasn't as memorable as to me as Steve and uh, Martin was in that movie. But, um, but yeah, the, just Steve Martin was just he's a brilliant, brilliant actor and a brilliant comedic actor. But uh, yeah, so my favorite part of this movie is the car portion of this movie, um, and yeah, uh, that was good. And so the this is the this is one of the setups is that um, John or Dale is in uh, the passenger seat, and he's trying to get the seat adjusted just right, and it's just it's like. It's like an electric chair. Like if you ever been in old LTDs or Lincolns or whatever that has those electrical chair, like the seats, you know, had those. And he's trying to get it right, and he's and it's just like falling back. He's like, I have back pain, but you can, you know that. Uh, he's like, you have back pain. He's trying to get it right, but it's one part where he pressed the button and he literally goes into the passenger seat. Like it doesn't do that, but it's just funny that that's what you know. But he finally says he gets it right but he couldn't take his shoes off but then like when they cut to the next scene it was like a hard cut i think to the next scene and uh and steve is now in the passenger seat and he and the seat is broke <laughs> like he's just yeah. like laying back and he's like man you broke the seat he says it was fine when i got out of it but uh <laughs> <laughs> it's just and, and he's like and it puts him right up to the glass or whatever it's just it's just they're together man how they feed and work off one another, just 
it's hard to duplicate that. And this movie yeah. has been so uh like people have done this movie over and over again, but has never really done this movie. The closest that we get is probably Tommy Boy. Uh yeah. that I would I would consider that is like you know uh, the nineties version of this movie. Yeah, that's the funny thing. I had never looked at Tommy Boy like planes, trains, and auto automobiles. Obviously, I saw Tommy Boy first, seen it many times. But as I was watching it the other night, well, yesterday, I was watching it yesterday, and I, there was certain there was a certain scene with the car, and, and I thought, oh, Tommy Boy did this, and I was like, and then I started thinking, you know what, Tommy Boy. Basically, was planes, trains, and automobiles with two people that were total opposites, you know. And is a road trip movie. Um, everything could go wrong, does, you know. And I was like, wow, I never looked at it that way before. And I was like, and it wow. takes place in the same time frame, uh, same, not same yeah. time frame, but same area, like that. Yeah. Uh, same area. Uh, yeah, I agree. yeah, it is pretty much that that same thing, and uh. Even more than even more than the black sheep. That's why I didn't really mention black sheep because I think that that tried to be more like Tommy Boy again. But it yeah, but yeah. Tommy Boy was Tommy Boy was essentially for our generation, those that consider themselves ninety kids, nineties kids. That is our planes, trains, and automobile is um, is that movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I think that. Uh, not saying anything against it, but it just it borrowed heavily. It did like trace automobile, like you mentioned the car part, like yeah. And so this is what that's the scene that we kind of go into now, where uh, uh, so he's um, so uh, Neil is sleeping in the passenger seat, and uh, and uh, and old John is being John, <laughs> listening to some Ray Charles and jamming out on the on the highway, uh, smoking his cigarette. And playing his, you know, just having fun, having fun. It's a fun thing to see. And uh, and he throws a cigarette out, but it goes into the back seat. Take it away, Brandon. It goes to the back seat, and he's continued to have a lot of fun there. But <laughs> they end up uh, getting on the wrong side of the roads. He uh, and um, because he got his uh, he got his shirt, his jacket caught because he tried to take it yeah. off because he's getting hot. Yeah, he was getting hot. He had no idea why he was getting hot, but he was trying to take his jacket off. He ends up on the wrong side of the road, and he, this other car that's passing him is like, rolling down your window. Roll down your window. You're going the wrong way. And Steve's like, what? What are they saying? They roll down the window, <laughs> and they said, you're going the wrong way. He said, you're going the wrong way. Oh, he don't know what he's doing. He, <laughs> you know, he's drinking. Oh, he's drinking it. <laughs> It was, just, it was just great. I mean, then it's like, then Steve realizes they are going the wrong way and he's trying to get Dale's attention and Dale's looking at him and there's two semis coming at him uh, and they end up wrecking and everything. They get, they get out of the car and Steve turns around and um, the car's on fire. Oh, no. The way that they do it, though, was great. Like, so they they pull over, they the sitting on the suitcase because he, he finally helps him to get his suitcase back off to the side yeah. of the road. And they sit in there and they sit, both sit down on this. It's, it's no sound, no word, no words. They're not talking. They just sit down. And then behind them, you just see an orange 
appear, some flaming orange uh, glow. And John turns around, looks, and sees it and turns back around. And uh, then uh, Steve turns around, looks, and sees it and turns back around. And then they kind of stop and kind of look at each other. And then they realize the car is on fire. It's just, oh, but then go ahead. Tell them. Oh, yeah. And Steve just starts laughing, hysterically laughing. And John's like nervously laughing with him. (laughs) Oh, God, this guy's going to kill me. (laughs) uh, It was just it's one of those moments that I just started nervously laughing with them. (laughs) It just I was like, yeah, why not? Everything you own is in that car. Your billfold that you told him not to let you forget's in 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 there. Um, it just, which it leads to them finally, you know, getting to the hotel. It's one of my favorite parts in the movie, actually, because uh, their cars all burnt up. His billfolds all burnt up. His credit cards are all burnt up, and he's just handing them the credit cards, handing it, and they're all burnt. And he says, uh, "Well, I'll pay with cash." <laughs> he's got like seventeen fifty, I think, in cash. Well, yeah, he has seventeen fifty. Yeah, and it's like, and then John's like laughing after he pays and gets his. <laughs> I have a I have a problem, <laughs> and he's like, "Do you have seventeen dollars and a gold watch?" <laughs> no, I have like three. <laughs> he said, "I have three dollars and a Casio." <laughs> Yeah, Casio, and he, he's shining it up real nice and, and sh- like showing them, you know. <laughs> and just he's like, yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> and uh, and he's and he's and he's staying outside in the in the uh, snow in a car that's burnt to a crisp, with no windows and no doors, and just is uh destroyed all the all the hell. And uh, and at the same time, Steve or Neil is in the room because he paid for the room, but he has two beds. And this is what I talk about his heart. Cause every time he wants to lash out and be, he could be very mad and very angry with, uh, Dale. He really has the right to be, you know, in some yeah. sense, but every time he can get to that level and be that much more of a prick, he, he, uh, laments and, and lets them back in, and uh, and and then they share like a beautiful moment of drinking and uh, discussing just life, and uh, it's just yeah. uh, it was it was actually a heartfelt and heartwarming scene uh, between the two, and just shows they they're um, they're at, not just comedic prowess, but the acting prowess. This dog is now climbing on my back. See, uh, <laughs> but I, go uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, you know, it, you're right. That was a heartwarming scene. Uh, it did show that Steve cared. Uh, Neil cared for the for for Dale. Uh, I mean, he didn't want to see him out there all in the cold, you know. You know, that's just heartless to leave someone out there. I don't know what they've done to you, you know. Uh, but to leave him out there and it's all cold, you know, you can freeze to death out there all night. And so... It showed that he still had humanity left towards Dale, and uh, I thought it was a really good moment for both. Um, and and again, you you like both characters. You you have to. I mean, I don't like one over the other. I like them mm-hmm. about the same because uh, I I get 
both their points of view. They're both their motivations. You know, Dale's just a, a sweet guy trying to do the right thing. Uh, in all honesty, uh, he comes off a little bit odd at times, but he's just trying to do the right thing. He's trying to help out people. And you don't really know why he's doing all this, but he does have a reason. And you find out towards the end um, hmm. what's missing from Dale's life. Uh and I like the fact, and I hate to go back to earlier, but when Steve was attacking him, he's like, people like me. My wife, my wife likes me. And that my customers of, like me. My customers like me. And when he said the wife, though, it, it was, even if you watch it from that moment, uh, it was different. His tone changed a little bit when he said the wife. And I didn't, you know, grab onto that. I don't know if you did the first time you've seen him, but I, I never did. Until no, I didn't the first time, but going I'm back like, and watching it, yeah, it's like, man, you know, yeah, going back and watching, I was like, he's got a different tone. He's, he's talks about his wife, and I, I, I was like, man, the signs were there, you just never picked up on it. Right. Uh, but but yeah, they they have a good moment talking uh, about life, and as you said, and the, there's they're slowly becoming friends, you know. They've experienced they're laughing, <laughs> they're laughing, they're joking. Uh, yeah. and I think at this point, so they, um, uh, they after that day, they they go to <laughs> they go to that man, Tommy Boy totally stole from this movie. Uh, <laughs> but they 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 uh, go to leave the hotel, uh, which hey, buddy, what's up, man? <laughs> okay, come on up. All right, so. All right, they go uh, to um, uh, leave the hotel, and the, and it's stuck in the uh, it's stuck in the uh, snow, and uh, <laughs> he says they can't get it out, and he's like, "Well, I think we're gonna have to rock it." And remember, and so Dale is by, Dale, aka John Candy, is behind the wheel, and <laughs> so uh, he goes to push back, but what happens is he. Runs into the hotel, and then like Steve, this is this is comedy brilliance, man. He's like, "Let's go, let's go, let's go!" And so he pulls out, and they get out, and they just leave. Like, like honestly, you would have done the same thing too. Be real, they paid with cash. There's no IDs. You're gonna just flee the scene. Yeah, you're not gonna just stay. They didn't stay. So. <laughs> I, I thought that was great, and uh, and then like obviously they got pulled pulled over, and um, and the car that <laughs> which was funny because he's like, hey, uh, the the, the cop, the morning officer, uh, what's what seems to be the problem? <laughs> it was funny because like you can see that the car is totally burnt and destroyed, and they're talking about what is, what seems to be the problem, and then he's <laughs> like, do you know how fast you were going? Uh, go ahead. Oh yeah, uh, that 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 scene is also just hilarious in its own right. Uh, but yeah, the problem. There's so many problems. With the, uh, the only thing that actually works is the radio, and they have no idea how. <laughs> but you know, and I love that the officer. Um, I love the actor that plays him too. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he always looked always looked like J.T. Walsh to me. It's not J.T. Walsh, but he always had that face like J.T. Walsh. But uh, he says, do you think this is safe for the road, your vehicle? 
oh yeah officer it's it's safe this is, uh, i can't let you leave you know and he's like and he's like <laughs> truth is my friend here is late for thanksgiving i'm trying to get him home and uh and next thing you know they're not allowed to leave you know and uh it, it was just john's performance there was so good i mean you could just see the nervousness in him. It's like, please, cop, please, <laughs> please let me leave. Let me get him home. You know, it was just great to see that 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 nervousness, that uh, desperation, uh, pleading with this cop. You know, uh, <laughs> other words, and you know, in other words, I don't think he would have done it any any other circumstance. I mean, he didn't look like a guy that would plead like that. But um, right. but yeah, I mean, they finally. You know, well, they um, make it to to the uh, yeah. via a uh, uh, tractor trailer. Yeah, uh, they make it to the. Uh, they finally make it to Chicago, essentially, uh, and uh, and you know via the back of a tractor trailer. Uh, I think that's where they at. They're at, and then they essentially they say the words. And uh, this is what this is why a due date robs this movie. But anyway. Because he's like, Dad's like, oh, well, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Because that's what they say in this movie. It's like, oh, we should do it again sometime, you know. And then he's like, well, maybe not. Yeah, let's not do that. And then, like, but they say their goodbyes. And then uh, um, as as uh, Steve is on the – and I didn't mean to laugh right then. I was laughing at the, another moment in the movie, uh, just thinking about John Hughes' editing. But uh, Steve is on the – uh, the train, the uh, the uh, subway train. I don't know what you call that. Amtrak. I, I, I'm in Kentucky. We don't have things like that here. <laughs> We're country guys, like real country. Uh, but uh, um, that's the quote for this show. We're real country. Um, but uh, so they have. Uh, so he's on this, and he's starting to think about his family and spending Thanksgiving with his family. But then he starts thinking about moments with uh, Dale. And uh, and laughing about it because he even says at one at one point in the movie he says maybe maybe we can laugh back maybe one day we'll laugh back at the at everything you know uh, and and he yeah. does he laughs back at it and and then he comes to the realization as Brandon was alluding to that Dale doesn't have family Dale doesn't have nowhere to live Dale doesn't have nowhere to go uh, yeah. Dale essentially is alone. His wife yeah. died, right? Yeah, because it, it all comes back to him. Says I, because Dale says, and like when he first meets him, uh, I haven't been home in years. He's like, what? You haven't been home in years? See, you know, a figure of speech. You know, I haven't been home in years. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I had a message, but it's not. It's not about the podcast. <laughs> what? Oh, it's uh, not about us. <laughs> no. Uh, but uh, yeah, he hadn't been home in years, so um gonna cut that off for a minute <laughs> he hasn't been home in years <laughs> i'm not meaning to laugh at that because it's not funny but <laughs> so steve's like oh man you know as you said he's realizing he is alone uh, so I, is he at like a bus station or a train yeah, station? He's at like a train station or something yeah so steve goes to find him he's like what are you doing dale you know why aren't you going home and then he you know, of course, Dale explains, I don't have a home. Um, my wife died eight years ago. And that is a heartbreaking 
scene, heartbreaking moment for both characters. Here you have one, this one guy, and it probably hit him as soon as he said it. I've been trying to get home to my family, and this guy's been helping me, and I've been a dick to him when he has nothing. All he's been trying to do is help me. And and uh, that realization hits me. Oh man, it just hit my heart, man. It, it was it was a very Tons tender moment. Heartstrings. Yep. And I was like, man, that's, that's John Hughes knows how to hit you because <laughs> he, he does. does. Like in all of his films, he he'll hit you at a certain place. You're not expecting it really, but it, he'll he'll hit you. And that moment right there, man, that was that was icing on the cake for this whole film. That brought it them just, together closer than they ever would have been. It also shows you the depth of uh, not only we know Steve has depth, right? Yeah. But it shows you the depth, uh, the depth of uh, John Candy as yeah. a, as an actor. How he could be such a funny guy, but he could be such a, a sad, play such a sad, sad character. Not sad as in like pathetic or anything but just sad as in what life has handed him and the fact that he is still smiling and still friendly and stuff like that uh and he's homeless essentially he's just traveling around and being homeless just surviving by selling shower rings shower curtain yeah. rings uh it's just it's a testament of just who john candy was as an actor and how he could just really really uh, do this. Uh, uh, we have another comment on Facebook. I'm about to pop it up for you. Brandon, you can read it. My favorite movie ever. Oh, but people can read it too. <laughs> I may sound like the old man on the porch, but they don't make them like this one anymore. I agree. They don't. Yep. Not even close. I agree. What is going on over there, Brandon? But uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree, <laughs> Chuck. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is uh, a great movie. That's why we chose it because it is a Thanksgiving movie, uh, not a traditional Thanksgiving movie. It's just it's a family movie, and it's not about just Thanksgiving. It's about family. And 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 at the end of this movie, it seems like Dale becomes a part of uh, Neil's family. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I don't believe. I don't believe that Neil would have had him just stay for Thanksgiving and then like leave, like send him out. I, I believe that he probably has stayed there until he can get on his feet to get him a place. I think that he's kind of took him in and his family uh, is welcoming to him. And, uh, and it's just such a great, how you can meet a total stranger and they've always been linked throughout the very beginning of the movie. They've been linked. And, uh, and it's just, it's just a brilliant film. Uh, mm. So, Chuck, really. I agree with you. It's a really good movie. Uh, yeah, I agree with Chuck as well. I mean, it, they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> Dog agrees, too. Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you, though. I don't I don't think he would have, like, made him leave right after Thanksgiving or anything. I think he would have gave him a place to stay until he got back on his feet again. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, that's – man, they came a long way, though. Their journey together was something special, and uh, I really, I, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoy it more and more every time I watch it. You know, I, I get something more. It's like, yeah. you know, it, 
but yeah, I, I will say one thing about Dale though, his journey, even though he's homeless and he's helping uh, Neil out, you know, that's inspiring, you know, to see a guy that has nothing help out someone that is trying to get back to his family and taking all his crap while doing it. Uh, you know, that's inspiring that there are people out there like that. And I know there are, and you know, you want to be able to say you're one of those people. Uh, you want to be able to say you're growing into one of those people. And I hope I am mm-hmm. uh, personally, but I, I, I love that kind of a character in a film when you see that and it's done right. And it's not cheap. It's, you know, it's, it's authentic. Right. And John was authentic in this movie. Uh, and Steve was too. Um, he was a very frustrated man through most of it, but he, he still was authentic. You saw he still had a big heart at the end. I agree. Well, uh, it's time for us to go ahead and give our marks because uh, we've gone on. It's been a good, good podcast episode. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit you with mine first, Brandon, this week. All right. So I give planes, trains, automobiles on the Markout Movie Podcast, uh, Markout Meter, five markouts on the Markout Meter. Uh, I think that this is a classic. This is a perfect film. Uh, there's only one part that I was like I cringed at, and it was like during the during the scene of him breaking down after he couldn't find his car in the car lot. The music choice that they used was like a hip hop ish type of yeah. uh, mixture of all his like little break uh, panics and breaks. And, you know, I, I didn't really care for that. It was very dated. But I didn't like that, but it's not enough to knock knock any of the score down. I gave it a five because this is an excellent film, excellently uh, acted by Steve Martin, excellently acted by uh, John Candy, and excellently directed and written by John Hughes. And uh, this is a perfect, if you want to see a formula for a buddy road trip comedy movie, this is, this is, this, like I said, that's where everything is based off of like this. Mm-hmm. They they build off for this one, so that's yeah. my marks, Brandon. No, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, no disagreements there. I will say though, I didn't pick up on the music choice they they did, but because I, I was too busy laughing at Steve Martin's antics, <laughs> you know, I was just he cracks me up when when Steve Steve he cracks me up. I, I just love I love him. Uh, but my mark outs is is a five to uh, you know it. it how good it not be? I don't have any issues with the film, honestly. Uh, I never have. Uh, it's a classic. As Chuck says, they don't make these kind of movies anymore. Uh, they don't, um, you know, sadly. Uh, but it, it is a classic, and I, I, I'm glad we picked this. Well, you picked this. I'm glad you picked this, and I, it was, it, it was a pleasure to rewatch. It was a pleasure to review. Um, if we're done with this yep i guess we could talk a little bit for for a minute or two about the remake yeah absolutely yeah uh so tommy walters over on facebook my buddy tommy walters another huge movie fan my buddy uh my ace uh love him to death uh so he mentioned that he's excited about the remake uh starring will smith and kevin hart only reason why i think that it would work is because Will Smith's in it. If it's anyone else attached with Kevin, might not work because I'm not a huge Kevin Hart fan. 
I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, I like him. I like him, but it depends on who he's working with. I like him. Uh, like some people make him shine better. Like The Rock makes him shine really good. Um, but I think Will would be interesting. I assume Will would be the uh, Will's going to be the John Candy character. That's the only way I can think of it. Because I, mean, I, I can't see him playing. I, I can't. I, I can. I can't see Kevin playing the John Candy character. Because no, I don't like John. I don't like Kevin like that enough. Whereas with John, I love John, so I can take him as that kind of oaf. You know. Yeah. You know, well, here's what I would say. Kevin, I love Kevin Hart. Uh, and we he disagree really agree on that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. You don't, you don't love him. I do though. I, I think he's great. I think he, he's really good, and he really showed me his acting chops in the upside. So I think he could pull off yeah, that kind of true. sad type character uh, as Dale. But I think he would work better as Neil. I think Will could do both, either or. You know, it's Will. <laughs> he can. He Will's proven he's he's a very talented actor. Comedy, drama action whatever give it to him he'll do it i mean he played muhammad ali i mean he's played and he's played in a lot of stuff uh so I, I can't say i'm excited for it though um because i don't want to disrespect the original by any means and i know this is getting a remake grumpy old men's getting a remake with i think eddie and uh sam jackson love those guys eddie and who sam jackson Samuel L. Jackson. That's what I heard last. Uh, it is getting a remake. Uh, yeah, but, but why them two? Like, I like Eddie and I like Sam, but I would go ahead and cast like Danny Glover still living. Man, cast him. He's he'd be perfect as a grumpy old man. Uh, uh, and you know, and and like just re pretty much cast the same crew that was in that one movie, Gone Fishing. Him and Joe Pesci. I love to see them older now acting off one another. It'd be perfect. But yeah, I mean, like I said, like I'm not it's super excited for it, either one. I'll watch no. it, of course. Yeah. I mean, I it's wanna... hard to replace Walter and uh Jack. It's hard to yeah. do that. And it's almost as hard, if not more hard, to replace Steve Martin and you know John Candy here. I mean, look, I think as if you if you take the remake off of it. And you just focus on the film itself. Do I think it could be good? Yes, yes. I, I think I think it will be. I think it'd be funny, and I think I have heartfelt moments, and I think it'd be a good film. But it's not going to be the original. It won't have that same heart. It, it, it just won't because it won't have the same filmmaker. And you, you know, you just you won't. I mean, today's mm -hmm. films they're 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 lacking in that in that the heart aspect. Uh, like I mean, you could. Point, pinpoint uh, any great comedy today and I would say it's probably still lacking some of the heart that you had in the 80s and early 90s you know I agree. like prime example we reviewed last week Wild Hogs kind of like City Slickers but it didn't have City Slickers heart right and it had the comedy aspect down but it didn't have the heart of City Slickers yeah. and that was like, like 13 years ago so I mean mm -hmm. You can do it can work, but I don't think it's going to be as good. And so I'm not super excited for it. I mean, uh, if I see a trailer and it it looks awesome, I mean, I could change my mind, of course, but I don't think it's going to be as good. 
but yeah, uh, my dog jumped up on my couch. But okay, um, but uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, it the movies today lack that type of heart, and, and especially if it's a remake of something that has already happened like that. Uh, like only way it will work for me is if Will is playing the John Candy Dale character, not Dale specifically, but probably a different name. Uh, because uh, you can't, you don't want to see Will Smith. Like, imagine Will Smith doing the car rental scene, blowing up at a lady. You don't want to see that, you know. But you can see Kevin Kevin Hart doing yeah, that. You can see Kevin Hart doing it. I mean, you I can, can see, see Kevin Hart. Young, huh? Young, I can see young Will doing it. You know, right, fresh, but not. Not Will now, not the uh, Will, the seasoned Will that we have today. You yeah. can see that because he's such a lovable uh, actor. You know, we, you know, he's 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 kind of. I wouldn't put him on the level of a John Candy, uh, but he's a lovable actor. He's almost like how people love to see him is like how people like to see The Rock. People love to see uh, Dwayne Johnson and stuff. You just see him and like, oh man, there's Dwayne. You know, there's The Rock. You know, you like to see him. Uh, yeah. But some people love to hate on him too. <laughs> yeah, some people really love to hate on him, which you know, there's gonna be people that's gonna hate. I mean, there's, there's gonna be people that hates, man. Yeah. Listen, we're gonna yeah. say I'll say this real quick. Brandon says this all the time, and I agree with you, Brandon. Film is subjective. We don't like have to like everything that everyone likes. I don't have to like every movie that you like. You don't have to like every movie that I like. I can I can I don't like John Travolta as much as you know. Uh, Brandon likes John, but who does? It, but, <laughs> yeah, who does? But that doesn't mean that I should crap on him and uh, crap on his his choice of liking him. You know, he likes him. That's hey man. Yeah. Why, I, does, I, I, does, why does that have to bother me? That yeah, shouldn't man. have to bother me. It shouldn't bother me if I like a movie and you don't like a movie. Does it? Does it matter? It, ultimately, did you make the movie? You didn't no. make the movie. So <laughs> who cares? This is my rant. So when people say you hating on, you know, you you like this movie, you like that movie, who cares? Yeah, I like that movie. I tell we're we're reviewing next week. Brandon's gonna mention it. Son-in-law, I am a huge, and I've said this before. I'm a huge uh, Polly Shore fan. I like Polly Shore. I'm not gonna lie to anyone. I'm not gonna act like I don't like Polly Shore because it might be cool or whatever. No, I like Polly Shore. He makes me laugh. I, I you know, I feel good when I see his movies. And so, you know, if you don't like that, I don't care if you don't like it. It doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter to me that you don't like it. If you, I like it, that's all that matters to me. So if you don't like that I like something, then you got a problem with yourself and you need to go, I don't know, uh, get more friends or something. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. If you don't like what I say, hey, see me. That's all I'm saying. Ooh. I feel this was personal. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, bro. But, um, I don't even know how to respond. <laughs> but uh, yeah, son-in-law will be next week. <laughs> oh yeah, let, yeah. Let me put that up there. We got uh, son-in-law next week. Uh, uh, yeah. So next week would be son-in-law. Brandon, anything else you want to say before uh, we uh, uh I actually, end? Agree with everything you said. You shouldn't have a problem with anything. Someone likes something or likes a certain actor. Uh, I know a lot of people don't love Travolta like I do. I mean, it, it's it's you know I, I I grew up with Look Who's Talking. That's what started it, and you know it, it grew from there. Uh, 
but you know, like you love, um, see, you like Polly Shore. You just mentioned him. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't personally love Polly Shore, but I do love Son in Law and uh, probably Encino Man. I love that one too. Yeah. Uh, I haven't I'm seen a lot think of somebody that I like that, you know, like, you know, I'm a huge Bruce Willis guy. You yeah. know, like for you, John Travolta is like Bruce Willis for me. I'm a huge Bruce Willis guy. I started from Moonlighting. Uh, I just been a fan of his ever since. Like it's even if it's not really a good movie, <laughs> I like Bruce Willis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like I like Bruce. It's just it is what it is, man. I'm a huge fan of Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah, I mean, I and, like and Bruce. I. And, yeah, I get I get excited seeing him and stuff. I'm like, hey man, Bruce is working. I like that. Even though if he, even if he's phoning it in, I like Bruce Wells, man. You know, I, it's kind of like the running joke about Bruce today. He phones in everything. I don't think he does phone in everything. Like if he gets a good script, I think he's going to give it his all. But yeah, like um, De- Death Wish, I felt like he gave it his all. I think that he, I thought that he committed to it a bit. I mean, there uh, was certain Red Bruce Willis. Red, moment. I think Red. I thought he did pretty yeah, good. I like right? Red. I haven't seen the sequel, but I like the first one. Uh, but you know, like like the movie you didn't like, um, not split. What was the the what was uh, it? Mr. Glass. Yeah, Glass. Glass. Okay. Yeah. I know some people felt that he phoned that in. I don't think he did. Uh, but and I know a lot of people. It's I don't think it's a mixed bag. I think most people don't like that movie. <laughs> you know, I did. Shockingly, I did enjoy it. I I. I you know, I didn't necessarily agree with the ending, but I did enjoy what he was saying in the movie. Uh, so, and I'm not a big M. Night Shyamalan fan. He lost me a long time ago, <laughs> but I did enjoy that one, and I did enjoy Split. So, um, you know, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy the whole trilogy there. Uh, but yeah. I will say, Glass is probably the the, the weakest. The weakest. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, I'll agree with that. If you watch, if you watch them all together, then that is, it is it's not a bad trilogy. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry for renting. I'm not sorry for renting, but I'm sorry for going on too long. But uh, anything else you want to toss out there before we uh, bring it to an end? Um, well, after Son-in-Law, of course, we will start our Christmas movies. Aaron will be doing the untraditional Christmas movies. However, I will be doing traditional. Christmas and I'm starting movies. mine with, and I know y'all are excited for it. What's the most Christmas movie I can do? Die Hard. We're doing Die Hard. Oh, yes. <laughs> yippee ki yay, movie lovers. You thought I was going to say something else. I'm not going to do that because I'm a Christian. And I guess we'll ask the question if it's really a Christmas movie. We will. <laughs> I think it is. And hey, let us know. Is this is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes or no? Comment on our Facebook page. Or comment on the YouTube channel or wherever it's on mine or Brandon's if you're friends with him. Comment. But in the meantime and in between time, I'm Aaron Whitlow. I'm Brandon Spavi. Brandon, you can go ahead and let him know what we're And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Thank you for marking out with us today. <laughs>